Welcome in. It's the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast, back by popular demand, I think you can say. Uh, Dustin Hawkins, Dave Hecker, Mechanicsburg's head, co- head coach. Uh, we're here, I think, for the third time this season, Dave, maybe the second time this season. This was a weekly affair last year. And and really, you know, you reporting back to me at the sectional meeting that you were um, requested to do, to do these things now felt like a good time to try to get back on track and salvage what we can uh, of the, of the postseason here with the district tournaments coming up on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting time of year. And uh, I, I feel like it's time we're long overdue here for, <laughs> for another, you know, Dustin and David action here. So we'll, <laughs> we'll get going <laughs> and uh, get into, uh, you know, double A, triple A uh, district brackets here. So the the plan, we're going to spend about 30 minutes here. So if you're looking for just AAA, feel free to skip ahead to about the 15-minute mark. No no saying we'll be precise in that. But we're gonna we're just going to do a real quick overview of each weight class a, as we see it. So we'll start right now. AA, 107 pounds. Um, Dave, I think safe to say this is Aaron Seidel's uh, bracket to lose. Uh, returning state champ, not exactly going out on a limb there. But I am pretty interested in seeing uh, we saw him against Chase Homan from Hamburg, a, another really good freshman in the top half of the bracket. But Will Dieter from Trinity, uh, 32 and 0. Uh, I think he moved up to number four in the state. So this is going to be a um, a matchup of two top five guys. Can Will Dieter, first of all, stay off his back? And can he entertain the idea of, of trying to knock off and upset Aaron Seidel? Yeah, I mean, both have a lot of experience, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm a debtor is a, a very experienced freshman and, uh, you know, extremely skilled and uh, has, has wrestled in big competitions before, but I, I always err on the side of caution when, when you're talking like experience from a kid who's won a state title, you know, um, you know, Aaron Seidel has, has been through the the gauntlet of, you know, the, the competition, the, the mindset, the whole deal and what you need to do to win that title. And until somebody knocks a guy off like that, you know, it's tough to go against him, but, you know, I will say uh, I'd like to, I'd like to see that match. I think it's going to be an interesting match. So. It would surprise me if we do not see that match. And and I think it'll go a long way towards seeing, you know, exactly what Will is capable of doing. Um, when we when we get to regionals and and then to states as well, nothing fluky about what and anything Aaron Seidel has done at, at this point in his career. So I expect him to win this thing. Uh, looking at 114 now, you know my the thing that jumps out is is the possibility here of a Major Lewis and Mason McClendon uh, rematch. They wrestled at the Carlisle Classic and Mason McClendon won that one. Uh, they want they they wrestled at sectionals last week and Major Lewis I think it was seven one got him back so we got potential for a rubber match but there are some uh, potential disruptions here Sam Wolford in the top half good little freshman from Northern Lebanon but I think Braden Hartramp in the in the bottom half there um, a sophomore from Berks Catholic the section two champ Mason McClendon if everything holds up will run in, into him in the semifinal round and I don't think can take anything for granted there but. I do kind of expect a McClendon major Lewis rematch. And I do think those two guys are almost clones of each other. So that will be a fun one to see again as well. Yeah. Don't sleep on the Burks Catholic kid. I, I, I saw him at the beginning of the year wrestle, and, and I mean, he's pretty tough. So, um, and he was in States last year too. So, um, you know, a lot of experience there, but that'll be a good uh, matchup on the lower half there with McClendon and, and him. So. I'm going to lump a few weights together here and I, and I'm looking at them and these are weights where I expect, West Perry kids are pretty sound favorites in them. So I don't know if anything jumps out to you about the weight classes themselves, but Jackson rush 
121 on a whole nother level than he was last season. Um, the, the gunner kid from Burks Catholic is, is a pretty good little wrestler, but I think Jackson Rush is on a different level. I would, I put him as a pretty sound favorite at 121. Uh, Blaine Bohalski at 133 won a sectional title last week, kind of got back on track after losing a couple matches at the state tournament where he, you know, you can definitely make a case he should have right. won them. Uh, Ty Morrison at 139, really wrestling um, at the top of his game, I think, right now, too. Such a dangerous guy from the top position and all that length, just a lot to handle. Um, and then Nolan Ziegler at 152, I think, is another sound favorite there. He already has uh, a win this season over uh, Carmine Lindsay from uh, Burks Catholic. So I think those four weights, uh, it would surprise me to varying ex- extents if a West Perry kid did not win those weights. No, I would agree. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't see a whole lot there outside of, you know, I would say I see a whole lot, but it'd take a, a, a big effort to upset, you know, any of those four. Um, and he, even, you know, West Perry's big five, you, you throw uh, um, the six of them, actually Seidel and, and Hockenberry in that yeah. mix too. And um, I mean, that, that they got a nice group, a nice group for the individual tournament. So. And, and you can see what led them to this point. You know, they, they, they got a tough draw at the team state tournament, um, you know, in, in the first round with Chestnut Ridge, that's a really good team. They wrestled right, right off the bat. It was a good duel meet. I enjoy, I watched it online and it was, it was a good duel meet. Yeah. But you can see that, that battery there. And, and uh, we will talk about Tucker Seidel and Justice Hockenberry folk in a second. I wanted to touch on 127, one of the weights we skipped in, in between there. Uh, I'd say the same thing there. Hayden Andrews from uh, Bermudian Springs. Would it would be a surprise if he didn't make his way through there? Now, I, I the Dacer kid from Brandywine Heights has been around a long time, he's accomplished a lot. Uh, Jordan Piper from Upper Dolphin and Marvin Armistead from Burks Catholic coming down from 133 to 127. Those, I mean, those are formidable obstacles, and it's imperative to say that even though you might be a sound favorite in a lot of people's eyes, you still have to show up and you still have to wrestle six solid minutes to to keep surviving and advancing there's so there's no not a lot of pushovers i think in this weight class but i do think hayden is at a different level too and i think he's you know probably you know a contender to be a top five guy at the state level too yeah i i would he's my favorite in that weight the, the harmstead kid coming down from 39 or 33 to 27 i think you know he's on a good team and uh you know, a team that's, you know, they, they want to win a, a team title as well. And and when you're wrestling for a little more in the individual season, it's always, it's always a benefit. But I, again, I do see Hayden Anders as the guy to beat in this weight. Uh, moving ahead to uh, 145, as, as you mentioned, um, Tucker Seidel uh, looked really good um, in the sectional round, won the section one title, uh, Ryan Lawler from Bishop McDevitt, uh, has had a really, really good year. And I think he's jumped levels too. So I do, I do like Ryan Lawler to win it, but you got two guys who here in, in, in both of them who are very similarly built uh, in terms of, you know, their just their body types and, and could be an interesting final. Um, if the, if the best of Tucker Seidel shows up, I don't see a lot standing in Tucker Seidel's way. I don't see a lot standing in Ryan Lawler's way. Uh, I think you will see this match in the final. I just think Ryan Lawler has a little too much at this point. Uh, he'd be my pick to win it. Yeah. I, you know, this, I'm glad to hear the Seidel kids back, uh, and, and looking back to form. I, I know, uh, the team States, you know, all that he got sick and and just and didn't seem like himself. I, I felt like when I saw them saw them wrestle, but uh, you know, again, like you said, it's good to see him back on 
on his A game. And I think that'll be a good, a good final. Another good final I, w- I would expect, and I would call this a, another likely rematch from the sectional round, is Jagger Gray from Trinity, Justice Hockenberry Folk from West Perry. You're talking about a couple of seniors who, um, you know, I, I think they're in that caliber of being state medalists, but neither of them has gotten to that point yet. You know, I think Jagger Gray has is still seeking some redemption for coming up a step short of the state tournament last season. Justice Hockenberry Folk, I think, is good enough. You know, he, he's a, a top 10 type uh, 160. And one of these guys or both could theoretically make a run and get that. But now you're going to see them again in the district round. You know, what's tough is that if, if say, both of them were to lose at the, you know, at the regional tournament, you could see these guys in a blood round match there. You could see these guys in a blood round match um, at the state tournament. Uh, but for now, three nothing Jagger Gray at the sectional tournament. I know this uh, this is a pretty even matchup between guys, uh, so it should be a pretty good match at 160. Again, assuming it happens, it's always delicate to to make assumptions at this point. But I think it's safe to say that that both of these guys are are the clear cut number one and number two guys in that weight. Yeah, and and like you said, I don't see this being the last time they meet. Uh, and 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 it's funny you said that about you know, the, uh, the blood round match, even to medal at States, like I could see this match happening where, you know, the, these two are right there on that, on that fringe of, of grabbing a medal. And I think they're going to see each other quite a bit here in the postseason. One of those things with a double a tournament. Yeah. Going sectionals, yeah. districts, regional states, and states. Yeah. The odds yeah. of seeing somebody three times, four times are just so high, especially when you, after you get out of district level, the odds of you being on the different sides of the bracket are pretty high too. Right, so right. you come down and Concies and wrestle another similar situation. I think, I think Gabe Davis from Brooks Catholic and Lucas Lawler uh, from Bishop McDevitt, both in that same vicinity of uh, not crazy to think that either or both could win a state medal this year. Right. They both have their work cut out for them. Uh, Lucas Lawler majored Gabe Davis uh, at, at sectionals. He also beat um, Davis. I think it was in the blood round at regionals last year as well. Okay. So kind of has a hold on this series and a hold on this matchup. Davis will have his work cut out for him to try to narrow that gap. But I don't know, man. I mean, you, you've seen it, I'm sure uh, a few times in your career where you're tasked with beating the same guy uh, three times in a row or a second time. And uh, some crazy things happen whenever you're talking about um, Luke, Lucas Lawler being a sophomore and, uh, and another high school kid in Gabe Davis, you know, Luke, Lucas Lawler has the responsibility to show up, obviously. Right. And the the mental part of that, I think is the big thing. The more you wrestle people like, you know, are, are, are the scores getting closer or are they getting farther, farther apart? You know, if they're getting closer um, that's one where it can be, yeah, it can be mentally challenging to 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 stay on your A game. And um, you know, I, I think when guys wrestle each other over and over again, you know, you start to learn each other, figure each other out. And uh, you know, this one here, um, you know, these guys have seen each other before. So I, I think my the needle does point to Lawler for me a little bit, um, just because of you know past results. But you know, hey, that's why you wrestle it. So yeah, and I and I and I do think um you know, Lucas Lawler is comfortable in in this matchup. And I, I, th- I think what Gabe Davis has come to learn about Lucas Lawler, I don't think he likes necessarily. Right. <laughs> I, I think, right. I think the more he's learned, the more he's seen that this is a tough, a tough match for him. Uh, at 189, sticking with Bishop McDevitt, Jake Gilfoyle at 189 pounds. And I'll be exploring this a bit uh, on Penn Live this week. 
just where he was last year at 145 pounds and that being a tough cut at the beginning of the year, you know, with guys who are growing, it can be a more difficult cut at the end of the year. If you've grown a half inch or an inch over the course of the season. And this was a weight where he he couldn't get there for the state tournament. He missed weight. Now we're seeing him all the way from 145 to 189 pounds. And he weighs in a little light for 189 day, but he looks bigger than 189. Like this is a really good weight uh, for Jake. And he not only is wrestle, wrestling really, really well at this weight and looking like he's clearly feeling healthy and like himself again, he's also gone up to 215 pounds and beaten some really good guys up. So this is a, th- this added weight for Jake Gil- Gilfoyle certainly looks like a good thing to me. And he's the favorite, I think, at 189. I always say, like, when you have a guy that's an upper weight that started out wrestling as a lightweight, um, but then gets bigger and 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 can bring that element of you know wrestling and and technique like a like a smaller guy to the bigger weights like you're always going to find success and that's exactly what you have here. Um, you know, he's a guy that that started out as as you know 120 some pounder, 100 you know 30 some pounder, and now he's 189 pounds, and um, I mean he can wrestle. So and he's having a good year, like you said. I uh, I, I don't see I don't know. I, I he's a tough one for me to to go against here this way. So just really wrestling at a high level. And and I think the mental part of it has come along too, especially when you get that weight management out of the way. And now I think Jake Gilfoyle is going off to army and he looks like a pretty intriguing 184 at the next level too. Yeah. Um, 215 pounds. Uh, I, I would say that Burke's Catholics Brody Klein um, is, is a, is a favorite here, but Man, I mean, you look at the, the the two other athletes that really stand out to me at 215. You know, Brody Klein is more of a compact, stout guy. Tucker Painter is enormous at 215. Owen Hutchinson is a really big kid with uh big head, big hands. I mean, these are really good athletes. And the, you know, I like Brody Klein a lot, and I think he would be the favorite in this weight class, but Tucker Painter is on his side of the bracket, and there's a little bit of a contrast there in how they're going to wrestle. And then Owen Hutchinson, who beat Tucker Painter one nothing at sectionals last week, um, is an interesting guy. Him coming down from AAA to AA, this will be an intriguing weight class. And I think um, like there's some things I still want to learn about Owen Hutchinson, and this will be a good time to do it um, at, at districts. Well, I, I mean, he's he's so tall. I mean, I think like six what six three six four. Uh, you know, so yeah. You know, you wrestle a guy with that length and it's and it's all that leverage and, and all that, uh, you know, pressures coming down on you, you know, and, and there's tall guys that know how to use their leverage are tough to are tough to wrestle. And uh, I feel like even more of an advantage of Owen Hutchinson over Tucker being a little taller. I mean, you know, Brody Klein is a little, un, you know, smaller than Tucker Painter, you know, height wise. And I feel like, you know, Owen Hutchinson can be a big problem for these guys. So. Uh, but those three are are cut above the rest, in my opinion. So uh, another cut above the rest. This is 285 <laughs> pounds in double A. I told people to fast forward to the 15 minute mark if they're looking for triple A. So we're right around there. But the Riley Robel show continues. I, I expect that uh, the district level. I mean, he has decked some really good guys this year, like um, Nick Pavletsko from State College. He majored him once and pinned him once. Uh, Aiden Compton from Notre Dame Green Pond, uh, I believe, has, has he's pinned him and majored him. So I think there's no real risk here of Riley Robel not showing up and and wanting to to dominate because that's all he's ever shown. Yeah, uh, he's you know. really gonna have to fall asleep at the wheel, and I don't expect that at all from this kid. I don't expect that at all 
any point in the postseason. Yeah, literally falsely, like Coach Nauman might have to like fall asleep at the wheel driving the van to districts where <laughs> they like run off the road and nothing serious, you know, catch a flat tire and, and like they miss weigh-ins or something for that kid not to win it. So, um, but no, he's he's on another um, another planet and uh, will continue doing what he's doing. So. We are shifting to AAA here and, and just some brief thoughts on each weight class of this tournament. We're not, we don't really have a lot of time to spend um, going all through the ins and outs, but I do think we're, we're capturing kind of the, the big thing to know about each weight class. So looking at 107 and getting through, and we've got some really good weights all, all up and down here, Dave, but uh, 107 is an interesting one. I think you have a pretty good little pecking order here too. McCaden Spees, I think, is the best guy in this weight class, but uh, Thunderbeard is right there with him from Central Dolphin, and I love that Thunderbeard has um has gotten so many high level matches because Central Dolphin did so much wrestling at the team tournament. I think he's learned a thing or two about himself. He was a sectional champ. I uh, beat Phil Montez um in a rematch. Uh, at the District 3 championship match. Montez had beaten Beard in a duel earlier. So I, I do like Beard just a, a, above Montez. And then William Yordi, I think, from Gettysburg. I don't know if there's a lot of other party crashers who could potentially break this top four. Uh, and you can you could have some variations in the top four. But I, I do think in that order, Spies, Beard, Montez, and Yordi, those, those are my four. Yeah, I, I that's exact four I have written down in the semis. I, I know, like... Um, you know, I, I got to see the Detweiler kid from Palmyra. I mean, he's a scrappy kid. Um, I, I don't know if he's seen the competition on the on the side of like a Montez from Cumber Valley that he has. Um, and the 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 Adams kid from uh, York Suburban's not bad there on the bottom side or the bottom side of the bracket. But uh, yeah, I have the the, the four being uh, Beard and Yorty on the top, and then Montez and Spice in the bottom half. So. Yeah, Adams from York Suburban, um, good little kid there too. He lost yeah. in the sectional finals to Yordy for, from Gettysburg, but um, it would take a bit of an upset for those four not to be in the semis and uh, and I think on, on the podium in the end there. Right. 114 um, is, is an interesting one. I mean, you've got your guy, um, Tyler Budman, on the top half of the bracket. He was a sectional runner-up. Uh, there is a, a a nice little pathway for him to get a shot at Caden Williams, who's a two-time state medalist, former state champ as, as a freshman two years ago. Uh, the heavy favorite, I think, at the top half of the bracket. The bottom half of the bracket, it looks wide open to me. Isaiah Jackson from Gettysburg was a Section 4 uh, champ. Keegan Ziegler was a Section 3 champ, wrestled good against uh, against Budman in that matchup. You got Luke Hitchcock, the the freshman from Central Dolphin, who on his best days, he's a potential finalist as well. Uh, Braxton Kiefer, who beat Luke Hitchcock at, at the Section 2 tournament for Mannheim Central, is there. There are some, there are some names, and I, I think um, there three or four of these guys really wouldn't surprise me if they're standing on the line in, in the final in, in this weight class. No, I, I, I like the, the bottom side's a tricky, a tricky little, uh, little bracket there. I, even the Ziggler kid, I mean, you know, he's a big 14 pounder. Um, you know, he wrestled 21 all year and has dropped here for the postseason. And, uh, you know, I mean, he, he's 25 and five and, and won the, uh, you know, the section this weekend. So I have him and Hitchcock, I mean, battling out in the, in the, in the quarterfinal round. Um, I, I, the Kiefer kid being a senior, I, I kind of felt like, you know, I know Jackson's a tough freshman. So is the Sheer kid from Bowling Springs. He's yeah. another tough freshman. Um, but I just feel like Kiefer being a senior uh, will find his way through that possibly. Um, but I do have like Williams at the top. 
Um, and, and like you said, Tyler Budman, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, is, is somebody I'm kind of interested in here, but I, I, I do think that he has, <laughs> I do think he has like at least a, a path of, of, you know, some, some, some happening here, you know, I think he can d- get it done and, uh, you know, we'll see, I, I, I don't know, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens here, in my opinion, in the Hitchcock Ziggler quarterfinal match. That'll, that'll tell me a lot about that. Yeah. And, and really not to look past like even Zach Sherman from Chambersburg in the top half of the bracket and Josh Smith yeah. from, from Palmyra and, you know, the Orfield kid from Exeter, he's a section champ too. So you can't cross Eli Leapart from Dover. You can't cross all these guys out. So you could have yeah. some potential for some jockeying there and so, uh, some variation in how these guys finish. Uh, but I think Caden Williams being the favorite there is a pretty constant uh, thing. Uh, his brother Camden Williams at, at 121 is a third place finisher uh, from section two. I don't know exactly the story as far as why he injury defaulted, but he was down five nothing to CJ Faree from Central Dolphin. Uh, I think a quarterfinal matchup and and, lo- and injury defaulted out, came back and wrestled and got third place. So he's in, he's in the fray here. But this 121 weight class starting at the at the top, Marco Tassi from Warwick. Uh, really experienced kid, tough kid. Uh, Dean Hauser from Daniel Boone was a state medalist last year. So those two guys kind of lead things off. But Jimmy Garcia is tough from Wilson, ju- a junior who's done a ton of wrestling. Rylan Carter from Chambersburg is tough. CJ Faree, um, you know, ha- has su- pleasantly surprised me down the stretch here of, of the season. Luke Magnani from Boiling Springs is, is a tough out. Kale Rossi from Lower Dolphin is having a really nice year for them. Juan Section 3. Travis Clawson, 30 and four from Penn Manor. He was a runner up uh, to Marco Tassi. He's a tough kid too. Who's been, uh, who's done a lot of postseason wrestling. So you have a lot of different variation here, but to me, I mean, all eyes are on what Camden Williams can do to break up this weight class because there's, because of how last week went, he'll have a shot at Dean Hauser in all likelihood in the quarterfinal round. Uh, when that you might see Travis Clawson, you might see Kale Rossi. You can knock off somebody else who was a sectional champ. Uh, then, and then, you know, Camden Williams is as good as anybody when he, when he's at his best, it's just a matter of whether he's at his best or not. And if he can make that run and if he can get all the way over the top, but to me, I mean, Marco Tassi has done so much postseason wrestling. Uh, he, he's got, you know, Camden Williams has 16 matches of, of mat time this year. Marco Tassi has got 35. So I think, uh, there, there's, there's some fun things that could happen here, but ultimately I think every step of the way is going to be challenged, even for the best guys in this weight class. Yeah, I mean, a lot of parody there. Holy moly. The the whole bottom half there. I have, you know, Rossi and Clawson in the quarters and Williams and Hauser in the quarters. I mean, those are some good quarterfinal matchups that um, are going to determine a lot. And I couldn't agree with you more. Caden, uh, Camden Williams, it's like whatever he decides to do that day. You know, if, if that guy decides to show up and like he wants to win that weight class, like that can happen, you know? And uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, he's hot and cold sometimes as far as that, but uh, we all know like the abilities there, you know, it's just, um, he's got to make his mind up, but you know, he's got to get through like a Dean Hauser, a guy placed at States last year, you know, and uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting way to see what happened. And I even like the top half, uh, you know, you got some parody there with Garcia and Faree and Magnani and, you know, even Rylan Carter from Chambersburg, you know, a senior and, you know, there's some guys up there that, you know, it's going to get interesting. So yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good little wait um, to watch. Uh, you know, all those quarterfinals should be pretty good matches. Uh, One twenty seven. Um, I, I like a bunch of the names in here, but I it's hard to keep. It's hard not to keep coming back to Seamus Mack 
And I think Liam Flanagan um, uh, in the, in the finals there. However, you know, Luke Menser is so funky and, and uh, you know, such a good, like freestyle style to him. It's tough. And, and he and Liam Flanagan have split matches uh, this season. Nothing can be taken for granted there. Tyler Adams from York Suburban is standing there in the way in, in the uh, quarterfinals in all likelihood against Liam Flanagan. So he's got some work to do there. I love Luke Menser and, and, you know, you could tell me a number of things like he'd be uh, on the outside looking in, coming out of districts. And I'd be like, I mean, I, I can see it. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't predict it, but I can see it. Or you can tell me he's on the state podium and I can see that too. So you have, um, you know, he, he's a kid that, you know, you said this similar, something similar about Camden Williams. If Luke Menser is at his best, I think he can beat anybody. He pinned Seamus Mack in a wild match earlier in the year. So, um, Flanagan, Menser are our favorites to come out of that bottom half. And then who knows? I think Mac handled uh, Flanagan 7 nothing at, at sectionals. Um, you know, Menser and Flanagan are a matchup of two completely different wrestlers. So who knows what happens in match three? That will be a fun one. Uh, no, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, I know they, uh, I talked to uh, Coach Menser, of course. Luke's dad at, at sectionals. And he said there was, there was, there, the score was nine, eight between Luke and Seamus Mack or, or whenever he pinned him. Um, and it was in 52 seconds Yeah, in 52 seconds in the first period, the score was nine, eight. And it was yeah. you know, back and forth. And, and like, as a fan, I love watching Mensa wrestle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause you never know what's going to happen. I mean, even, even the, uh, the sectional final with him in tennis. I, I liked even watching tennis, you know, he was trying to score and they were going back and forth a little bit. And, you know, that was a good bout. So, um, you know, that'll be interesting. I, I have, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say Mac and, and Menser um, in the final. And then I'm saying the loser between um, Adams and, and Flanagan will be um, the path for, for tennis to get to States, you know, in the quarterfinals there. So, yeah. Um, but, but that's a, that's an interesting wait. And again, I hope I see, uh, another Mac Menser, uh, rematch if there's 17 points scored in 52 seconds, so that'll be a fun one. Bradles all around. I, I really like that. That would be the best possible outcome for fans in that yeah. final round yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Um, one thirty-three. I, I, I feel like, and the question to me is what are the odds that the one, two, three, four finish at the section three championships play out plays out there? Rocco for Sally, 19, eight over Eli bounds. Uh, in the section three finals. And then you had Clay Kozer who beats um, he, he beat Jake Mitchell from Cumberland Valley in, in the constellation match, tough weight class at the sectional round. I see a guy like Jared Fulton, possibly uh, crashing the party. Levi Snyder's 36 and two from, from spring Grove. But I like those four guys to get there and make up the podium somehow or another. Yeah, I, I have that. I have, I mean, I wrote down for Telly Mitchell bounds in the semis. And then I have like Kozer and Fulton written down in the quarters. Like, you know, you're right. Like Fulton could be a guy to, to, to kind of, you know, maybe, maybe change things there, but I think there's a highly likely chance that you could see um, that, that section all in the semis again. Um, I mean, you know, the Fratelli bounds match, I mean, that was pretty impressive work in my opinion, by Fratelli in the finals. Um, it was. You know, you know, the, you know Rocco, a lot of times is in, in in big matches, like there's not a lot of scoring, you know, and, and to open it up like that in 19-8, that, that was a 
a lot of points scored, you know, and even Mitchell and Kozer in that placing match. I mean, that was a wild one too, you know, where uh, Mitchell was up by five, I think with, with like, you know, minimal time left and got cradled uh, from, from neutral and uh, you know, got sent to overtime and lost. So, you know, those, those guys are pretty tough. And uh, I think, you know, you could, you could see that, that semifinal, you know, all being all, all for them. So um, yeah, tough weight, tough weight. I'm going to consolidate a few here. 139, uh, I think Eli Long from Central York and Gabe Pekaitis are one and two in that order, uh, in, in my viewpoint. And I'm not sure uh, it would take something pretty drastic to happen for him, for them not to be there. Uh, Matt Repost has been utterly dominant in his District 3 career. I expect that to continue. My question is, does he give up a point in the finals? Hasn't given up a point in a District 3 final, which is amazing. Uh, 160, Dom Frontino. Heavy favorite in my book there. 152, I want to make sure we only have a few minutes. I want to make sure we talk about a couple of the big, big weight classes. 152, you know, I I know your assessment before we started recording, but to me, Ryan Garvick, Gabe Belga, Michael Dugan, Carter Davis, Griffin Gonzalez, one of these five guys is not going to Hershey, and three of these five guys have state medals. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's such a weight even like garvic dropping i mean it was a tough weight already you know now garvic yeah. drops you know so i i have really um the garvic belga loser in the semis i have those two in the semis i have that loser dropping and getting the quarterfinal loser between davis and dugan to go to states you know i mean that's Wild. just the crossover there and then and then i have gonzalez and whoever wins davis and dugan in the semis on the other side so I mean it's it's a it's it is going to be a good a good weekend for this weight to for fans to watch and um, I mean I was super and for me I was extremely impressed with Belga's performance in the finals of sectionals against great him. effort I mean just yeah you know, he really controlled the match and you know Dugan's a tough character and 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 I think uh, you know I think Holly of his wrestling but I mean Belga really controlled that match and you know Garvik and Belga wrestled last year and I think it was like a one point match you know I think pretty- it was like it was like one nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm excited to see, you know, those two go at it if, if, you know, we're lucky enough to see that. So. Yeah. I think you're, there's going to be a couple big time matches there at yeah. 152. Same deal at 189 at 172. I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, some out of area guys are, are going to uh, make up most of those spots on the podium. Making Myers from central York looks great at that weight plays idol from Wilson. Who's a sophomore. He's just getting better and better. I really like him too. But Kevin Oliveria from Bishop or from uh, JP McCaskey was at Mannheim Township for a couple years. Now he's at McCaskey. You think the favorite there? So that should be most of the podium. Um, Two eighty five. Uh, Leighton Schmick, a pretty sound favorite, I think there. But you know, wh- another wild match in the sectional round where Avery Coons had him on his back. I mean, uh, n- nobody's immune to surprises in this one. But I, I like Leighton Schmick to to get over the top and and to win it. I really want to spend a couple of minutes on 189 because this weight uh, is another one where one really good state caliper guy is going to be left at home. Yeah. The top two guys, I think Tucker Hogan from Daniel Boone, who was a third place state medalist last year. Cole Bartram was an eighth placer last year. Those two guys, top and bottom of the weight, would surprise me if they don't get there. But Tyler Withers from Gettysburg is having a great year and he looks great. Uh, Aiden Height from Chambersburg is a viable threat to everyone. And Anthony Braschino from Cumberland Valley, I think, looks uh, uh, like he's jumped level since last season. looks really good at 189. Uh, one of those guys is not going to Hershey, uh, but it should be a fun little quarterfinal, semifinal, uh, just like 152. 
Yeah, I, I think those five are, are, are five pretty darn good wrestlers there at 189. And I do see Tucker Hogan and, and Bartram in the finals there. But, you know, that wrestleback uh, bracket there with, you know, Brashino coming back through and, you know, uh, Withers, uh, you know, and, and don't count him out either. I mean, here we are talking about Bartram and, and Hogan. But, I mean, Withers is a tough character too. And, uh, you know, I, I know Coach Haynes will get him ready to go and, and that he'll be a tough out. So that should be a fun wait. Fun wait. One other that that I kind of skipped over: Jose Garcia, state medals from JP McCaskey at two hundred fifteen pounds. Uh, good favorite there. But Ryan McMillan from Wilson and Zach Evans from Chambersburg wrestled a really good match at the district team tournament as well. And I think that rematch uh, likely to happen in the semis. That should be another really good one Saturday morning at Spring Grove. Yeah, I I uh, I like those three. You know, Garcia, McMillan, and, and Evans too. And uh, I expect McMillan and Evans to be a good bout, but I, th- I think the winner of that one will see Garcia. So. We'll see what happens there. District 3 AAA tournament Friday and Saturday at Spring Grove. District 3 2A will be happening uh, all day Saturday at CDE, so check those out. Dave and I might be back next week. We might be back before Hershey. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that's it for this edition of the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast.